It's Saturday, October 9th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. U.S. job growth fell to the slowest pace of the year in September, a sign the Delta variant of the coronavirus and a persistent shortage of workers weighed on the economic recovery. The economy created 194,000 jobs in September, the smallest gain since December 2020, and down from 366,000 jobs added in August, the Labor Department said Friday. While the September payroll gains fell well short of economists' expectations, job growth in August was bigger than previously estimated. Many workers gave up the job search and exited from the labor force last month, the data showed. The smaller pool of labor meant that despite the slowdown in hiring, the unemployment rate fell to 4.8% last month from 5.2% in August. The economy is in an unusual position. Demand is strong, households are flush with cash, and have increased spending briskly this year on goods and services. But businesses are struggling to find workers to serve them, part of a broader supply squeeze that is being felt in the U.S. and globally. Around the world, the U.S. delegation will meet with senior Taliban representatives in Doha this weekend in their first face-to-face meeting at a senior level since Washington pulled its troops from Afghanistan and the hardline group took over the country, two senior administration officials said. The high-level U.S. delegation will include officials from the State Department and the U.S. intelligence community and will press the Taliban to ensure continued safe passage for U.S. citizens and others out of Afghanistan and to release kidnapped U.S. citizen Mark Frerichs, the official said. Another top priority will be to hold the Taliban to its commitment that it will not allow Afghanistan to again become a hotbed for al-Qaeda or other extremists while pressing the group to improve access for humanitarian aid as the country faces the prospect of a really severe and probably impossible to prevent economic contraction, U.S. officials said. The United States' two decades-long occupation of Afghanistan culminated in a hastily organized airlift in August, which saw more than 124,000 civilians, including Americans, Afghans, and others, being evacuated as the Taliban took over. But thousands of other U.S.-allied Afghans at risk of Taliban persecution were left behind. In other news, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken on Friday warned Haitian migrants that they would not succeed in reaching the United States, while his Mexican counterpart lamented that many had been tricked into undergoing the long trek with false hopes. The top U.S. diplomat visited Mexico to present a new joint security plan and mend ties with an ally increasingly relied upon by the Biden administration to act as a buffer and stem the flow of migrants heading to the United States. Blinken said U.S. and Mexican officials are in close contact over a jump in Haitian migrants passing through Mexico, many having traveled from South America where they had initially settled. A border encampment in Del Rio, Texas in recent weeks grew at one point to 14,000 migrants, mostly from Haiti. The United States has since expelled several thousand people to Haiti while allowing others to pursue U.S. migration cases, while Mexico also recently began flights to send people back to Haiti. And Sotheby's is auctioning off a pair of signed sneakers that basketball legend Michael Jordan wore in one of his first games playing for the NBA. 
the size 13 1984 Nike Airships are expected to sell for between $1 million and $1.5 million later this month, the auction house said. Advanced bidding opens Friday. The red and white shoes were given to owner Tommy Tim Lewis, who was a ball boy for the Denver Nuggets by the former Chicago Bulls star. The shoes are one of the most important pairs to come on the sneaker market, Brom Watcher, Sotheby's head of streetwear and modern collectible specialist, said in an interview. Mr. Watcher said they are the earliest known regular season game shoes that Mr. Jordan wore. Collectors really covet things that are early, he said. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com.